Hello, and welcome to the Robert A. Heinlein Book Club. And in this episode, I'll talk about Skylift, um, which was first published in 1953 in Imagination. Um, and it's uh, uh, it was later published in Menace from Earth. And it's about a torch ship. Um, so this is a, a, a straightforward story. It's not that interesting. In fact, it, it kind of comes off a bit like a Twilight Zone episode at the end. But uh, it's not that bad, but it's not the most memorable of Heinlein stories. Um, I guess, you know, in a way, I think this almost is a sequel to the Green Hills of Earth stories, which is sort of the first generation or the first, you know, period of, of human exploration into space. If you kind of consider the future history stories where it's really about Mars, Earth, the asteroids, the moon, you know, Venus, maybe it, it's sort of contained. And then um, but, you know, there, there's a lot of limitations to that. And we saw this with the juveniles, too, how especially the first six juveniles are really I guess the one that goes the farthest out is Farmer in the Sky going to Ganymede. Most of the rest stay pretty close to 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 Earth. Um, and it's it, the technology is is like a lower level, right? Um, I think, again, the Farmer in the Sky maybe has the most advanced space frame technology as described there. Um, but with, uh, with uh, uh, what's it, Starman Jones, we sort of have venturing out to other planets. Um, and in the same way, this story, Skylift, is sort of a, a short story kind of presenting almost a sequel to the future histories. I don't think it fits into the future history or the Green Hills of Earth sort of saga, if you're going to piece them together. Thematically, though, there's a little bit of it, but it's a much smaller story. Uh, and I think compared to the Green Hills of Earth stories, which all feel bigger, even if they're a small story, they feel big. They feel like they have uh, complex you know, characters and feelings and emotions and, and questions about who can go to space and who will be going into space and what that means for humanity and, and, and those kinds of things. I, I found those stories quite rich and deep. Um, and, I, and I found the same thing with a lot of the juveniles. Uh, this story is more just like, well, what would happen if we had a ship that could go to Pluto, but could go there very fast because you accelerated people at at many G's. And I, there's a lot of numbers in this story, a lot of, uh, you know, consequences of those numbers of, you know, of, of constantly accelerating to such a point that you even lose control of the ship to a degree, but this allows you to get to Pluto, you know, in a fraction of the time it would take you under old technologies, because it's like a lifetime almost to get to Pluto with the technology they have. But this torch ship um, is able to accelerate consistently um, and get there and they have to get there because the research station there is having a plague and they need whole blood and and so they have to deliver blood quickly and so and there's hundreds of lives at stake so the ship is sent out to do that and our our hero is what's his name joe 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 appleby is his name um and i mean the whole plot of the story is that the 
the acceleration, the multiple Gs, I think it's like four Gs eventually is the acceleration rate. Now, obviously that's acceleration, it's not speed, so it's constantly increasing. That is what, you know, physically damages the pilot. Um, well, actually the pilot dies, right? So one of them dies. The other one um, is, is, he's like the co-pilot or whatever, and he, he makes it. But he's basically cognitively an old man at the end of the story. So he wakes up at the end of the story after fulfilling his quest, after fulfilling his mission of, of delivering the blood, right, through a lot of perils, right? Like the other pilot dies, the ship is damaged, he has to like fix it and get it going again. To, to, so he goes through great efforts to, um, to reach his, his destination. But the result is he's an old man, essentially, cognitively. It's not quite clear if he's physically old, right? If he's, um, you know, if he's, if, if he's aged physically, but he's like an old folks home. So he's kind of like demented or, or he's got dementia. Anyways, and then the final end, and this is how it kind of sounds like a, a Twilight Zone story at the end is like there's some kind of commentary on the weird circumstance we're in and it's one man died so hundreds could be saved right so in that sense it's it's a decent science fiction story dealing with this question of sacrificing someone for uh, the greater good right i guess like cold equations or something like that is is an example of that um it's not um i'm trying to think of a of a heinlein story that's similar to this um I, and i think Maybe there's some closeness to the Green Hills of Earth stories in, in that there's an emphasis on the danger and the damage and the, the threat of, of space travel, just how dangerous it is and how, how risky it is. And, and whether it's the plague breaking out on the research station or the ship itself going there, there's a lot of sacrifice involved in that. But, you know, it's... It's pretty brutal, blunt here. It's like one man for for hundreds of men, and then the the characters at the end make that converse, have that same conversation. It's like, was it worth it to sacrifice one man for many? And they're like, yeah, I guess I guess it is. Um, and and it's not like Joe's choice. Like Joe is kind of essentially drafted for this job, so he is he is sacrificed by the hires up. So I guess there's that narrative about like about like that military, the, the, the risk of military service, that in military people are going to be sacrificed for some greater good. Um, and that's basically all we have. I, I think it fits into, into where Heinlein is at this point of his career, um, you know, thinking about, well, what's going to happen if we go beyond this close-to-earth stories that he, where he's been comfortable for much of his career. There are exceptions. Methuselah's Children is maybe the one clearer example. But pretty much he's been on Earth Moon, Mars, Venus, you know, Ganymede is as far as as he went. But we saw with Spaceman Jones a willingness to say, well, what about other planets? Here it's Pluto that he gets to, but that's essentially the same thing. It's like venturing into a new area. Um, so anything else interesting to say about this one? I don't know. Um, I guess the only question is to what degree is Heinlein comfortable with this sacrificing the individual for the greater good. Essentially, like we can imagine he's just dead because he's he's demented, he's old, he's, 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 his life is essentially over for this. Um, and he, in this context of this story, he seems to be basically okay with that. Um, 
you know, we, we, you know, there are other stories where he, he seems to think the sacrifice of that comes with space travel is is a legitimate cost price to pay for getting there. So I don't know. I, I'm interested in reading like the rest of the menace from Earth stories, the ones collected in there, because I, I think they maybe collect some of the later Heinlein stories. Um, we're really running out of them. There's only a handful of Heinlein stories left to read, and they'll be scattered throughout the rest of this this series. Um, and I don't think we've read too much in the Menace for Earth collection. Um, I'll have to remember if there were a few that maybe we, we, we came across, but I don't remember. Um, but, you know, I don't think it'll be like the Green Hills of Earth where there was like a unified theme. I think that's the best collection of his short stories at least like tying everything together in a nice way. Um, I think we're just going to get some like a sorted, um, a sort of mix of stories um, from here on out. But I, I guess our focus should be on the, the novels anyway. So if I don't have too much more to say about Skylift, I'm fine with that just because I think there's not a whole lot to say about this one. A lot of math, a lot of... Uh, just the drama of of space travel at high G's. And, and if you're into that kind of thing, you know, uh, read it. Well, I'm looking at the other things from Menace from Earth. Year of the Jackpot, which we just did. Bias Bootstraps, we did a long time ago. Columbus was a dope. That I always thought was a Green Hills of Earth story, but I guess it was here. Skylift Goldfish Bowl, we did. And Project Nightmare is coming up. Uh, Water is for Washing uh, was one. Uh, we talked about too. So actually, we looked at most of these stories before. Menace from Earth, though, we're going to have to read much later. I, I think that's going to be special because it's one of the few stories he wrote after this period of, of, of after you know, in, you know, in the in the later fifties and beyond. Um, the next story is quite good, though. Uh, Project Nightmare is the next one we'll look at, and I'll, I'll save it for the next episode. This is about um, the arms race and Psyche psychic powers in the arms race now it's a bit of a throwback to Heinlein of the 40s focusing on like the h plus kind of people the train the the you know the, the post-human types those with certain abilities beyond that of normal humans but he adds it to the arms race and i think it's it's kind of an interesting story so uh, i'll probably have a little bit more to say about project nightmare in the next episode but i think that's all for now um i know i've not been i've been i haven't been uploading much lately because it's been Winter break here in Taiwan, Chinese New Year. It's always a hard time to kind of get, you know, get active with these things. But I'll, I'm, I'm kind of back at work, so I'll be back to my normal recording schedule. So uh, we'll do Project Nightmare and then look at uh, the, the next juvenile, which is Starbeast, um, which I've never read before. So anyways, I'm, I'm excited to talk about Project Nightmare next time. And sorry I didn't have more to say about Skylift, but I think it's a pretty straightforward story. The question just is, you know, should you sacrifice individuals for for the greater good? And to what degree is that a cost of going into space? So um, that's it. So uh, thanks for listening, and I will see you next time.